Hello and welcome to Planet Homemaking Podcast. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is episode 780. And today we're going to dive into part two of the city of Jinky 53, which is super abundance. And we started looking into this Jinky yesterday, and today we're going to go through a lot of um, philosophical mumbo-jumbo that Richard Rod talks about into this city, because... Really, when when we talk about the city, we're talking mumbo-jumbo. You cannot talk about this stuff. Because we're here. We're here still looking at life from polarized reality. Talking about this is gibberish. It's, um, it's useful to put your attention on it. Because then you pinpoint a location in the universe in the Akash and you start downloading information that's relevant to you that it's not philosophy that it's not words so that is the reason why we put our attention into this but um, to truly um, assume because it's an, it's an assumption that you know what happens after enlightenment and to describe it into philosophy, it's masturbation, mental masturbation. And this is what Richard Rod is doing here with this jinky here in this city. It's mental masturbation. And uh, and it's we're going to go through the entire thing. We're going to really nail it down because uh, ultimately the only way you can say, okay, well, maybe that makes sense is when you're actually listening to an ascended master, a full-blown Christ that have died and resurrected the body, gave it life. An ascended master that have transformed the body into high frequency and light. And then you can actually say, well, this motherfucker actually knows what he's talking about because he's been there. Um, Anything else? The gurus, even how much enlightenment and how much entrainment they can produce. um, It's just speculation, you know. And so never live your life based on speculation. I speculate a lot about, you know, the universe and galaxies and, you know, about the beginning of the multiverse and all that stuff. And I get my own downloads that work for me in terms of frequency. But ultimately, it's just philosophy. These are words. And so we use these words to uh, pinpoint that location so that we can download information. And focusing on these cities is very useful because it aligns us with our ascension, with that line into a very specific collapsing of futures, right? And uh, and then we're starting to get these glimpses, right? But to uh, pretend that we know what is life at the other side and um and to put it in words while we're looking at it from here is um it's a head trip it's a head trip and so we're going to be looking into that today how um ultimately you know when we're looking at these cities we're looking at the dissolution of the personality but it is not even it that, that doesn't even happen at the cidic state. It happens after the cidic state. The city state is the revelation, right? And what is this revelation? The revelation that there's only one of us here. There's only one consciousness, right? But to to try to put that into words from a perspective of being either in the gift or the shadow is to limit the experience. Because words, the purpose of words is to limit consciousness so that we can look at a certain one very specific thing at a time. And you see it when you're reading something, you can only read one word at a time. You can only speak one word at a time. And so you're limiting the infinite download of or the infinite expression of simultaneous consciousness that exists without time and space into one word at a time. How limited is that? And we've done that on purpose so that we can have this experience of limitation in this reality so that we can have 
uh, we can put our attention on one very single point at a time. I mean, how bored must have we been before we created this realm to create this level of attention? Just like a tiny little point of attention in the middle of the infinite of consciousness. We're going to look into that for a whole lifetime, right? Obviously, you know, the God that we are had to spread into the infinite in order to be able to uh, achieve all of this. Otherwise, uh, I mean, it, it, we're already talking about eternity here. But to assume that just because you reach this level of realization, um, life ends, it is... Um, it is, I think it's ridiculous because life doesn't end just because you realize God. To the contrary. And this is, we're talking about opinions here because these are just opinions. Because um, we're looking at it from the outside, right? Not from the realization. The realization is, is this infinite presence, right? And still, still, what is that? Going back all the way, all these seven seals, right? All the way back to the void. And we call it void because we don't really know what's beyond that. But there's always something more after everything. I have my theory, because this again, this is philosophy. My theory is that once you come out of the other end, it's like another funnel going upwards, right? Because we're going into a triad, right? From... The expansion of time, and then time begins collapsing as you go up the Kundalini, as you go up the seals, and at the very top there's no time, and then it opens up. But at the other side, there's no time either. It's something else beyond time and space. So the adventure continues. It's not like evolution ends, but to be able to contemplate that there's time and space, and then there's something else. Obviously, we have consciousness, right? Time, space, and consciousness. But there's the experience of consciousness, the experience of God. It's here in time and space. We go back and now we have a different adventure that is beyond time and space. I mean, our little minds cannot comprehend or, or even imagine, envision what does that even mean. But that's what I see because um, because uh, kind of like the little... Um, Nuggets that Ascended Masters have left us behind when they very, very briefly talk about what's beyond point zero. What's beyond the void, you know? They talk about this other realm, right? And to even think about that, why are we thinking about it? That is the only really relevant question at this point. Why are we thinking about this enlightenment? There's only one reason, because um, people have become bored with life. And so they want enlightenment. They want everything to end. They want to go home, right? But the only way home is to be here. So either you've gone through the all the way to the edge of the dark night of the soul and you're done with this life, and this is, this is something we all go through on the spiritual journey. You want to die because you can't stand the tediousness of this bullshit that's going on here. And then at some point it breaks you. It breaks the personality, right? Then you surrender to the present. And then you realize that it is not about getting enlightenment or achieving enlightenment or getting superpowers, or realizing all these fucking concepts. It's about life itself. You realize that you are life itself. And it's about living. And the beautiful part of this realization is that you have free will. This is the gift that we've been given. Because for so long, and the more we, we believe the head trips of others... You know, when they invent their religion or their science or their politics or, you know, their cults, whatever the fuck they invent. Everybody invents somebody to enslave others because that's the nature of the third seal, right? Power. We all go through that. We invent something that's going to keep people stuck. 
right? Not a lot of people don't do it on purpose. They're not like, oh, I'm gonna stock, get people stock. You know, it's just we think that that's the way that 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 is the way, right? But the only that I've seen, and and again, you know, we're just sharing our perspective. The only way forward is to look at everything and move through things. Never get stuck on anything. And specifically these jinkies too. I'm talking about these jinkies. We're going through the entire 64. We're going to use all of this tool and then we're going to dump it. Just like we should with religion, with every single fucking guru, with every book you read. You become it. It becomes part of your experience, your adventure. And then you continue expanding, right? And you say, okay, well, there's the end of that expansion because we went through that gift, right? Now we've reached superabundance. And this is the beautiful part, I think, um, to truly surrender to to God. Surrender to, to the mastery of time as it is. And what I mean by that is not something as you wish or as you could control, because that would still be third seal power control consciousness. We're talking about fifth seal, expression of truth, dissolving into the sixth seal of the opening of the doorway of God, the the sixth seal, the, the city, the divine gift. But not because you're doing it, but because at some point in life, time stops. And the doorway opens. It's the magic that happens. That happens. And that is the beauty of life. When you allow those moments to happen. And now you are on another realm. Yes, you, you, you did free will for all your life. And then because of the choices that you made. That aligned you in a certain timeline. Now you've reached that door. Or the door reached you. What was first? The chicken or the egg, right? And then it happens. And then it's organic. And then at that point, there's no fucking words. You're gone. You're not talking. You're not writing fucking books about this shit. You're gone. You've already been the Bodhisattva. Maybe. I mean, maybe. And this is what happens with, you know, Sai Baba and all of these gurus all over the place, right? They stay in this awakened state of the you know, the divine gift for a lifetime because they're just, you know, flabbergasted by the light. Blinded by the light, right? Oh, and then they're just vibrating this entrainment field and they're still looping a certain part of the personality because now they got fucking followers and the whole shit, right? Nothing wrong with that. They're almost there. And they might be one or two or three lifetimes where they do that. Or we have done that. Who knows? Maybe we're back here on the same dance, right? But it's okay. And then what happens at some point? You fully open the door. You enter into the room and everything's gone. And what I mean by everything's gone is that there is another adventure there. With other people that are out there. And you say like, you hear me say, other people don't exist, right? Yes, they don't. Because at that place, you, you're, you're one, Right? So what kind of life is beyond time? That is some contemplation right there. So we're going to dive into all of that today. But before we dive into that, if you're new to the podcast and you don't know what we're doing here, you want to go to Jorn.tv. That's J-O-U-R-N.tv. That's the homepage of the podcast. At the bottom, we have a black menu with five links. One of them says Jinkies. Click on that one and that will take you to episode 256. Listen to that episode and that'll get you started with what we're doing here with this. Um, how to use this tool, these jinkies, um, to make them mo- the movement from fear to love. That is the work and the practicality that we can use this tool in our lives right now. We have 64 ways of kind of wrenching that um, that. Um, um, wrestling that mechanical, you know, problem, right? How do we move from fear to love? We're looking at it from the 64 points. 
And before before we go into 64 on that page, two, episode 256, there's a link that says click here to get your own free personalized hologenetic profile. When you click on that link, that'll take you to the Jinkies website where you can download your free personalized hologenetic profile. This is a map that contains 11 jinkies, so you don't start with 64, you start with 11. And this is a wonderful tool that Richard Rudd created um, based on human design um, to get started with this understanding of these building blocks of consciousness, how reality is made, how your life is made. If we can understand how life, how life works, and we can uh, understand where have we misunderstandings of reality and and learn how to heal them, then we can experience a fulfilled life. And that's what we're doing here with this tool, learning how to experience fulfillment. Because the point here is not that we're doing this in order to get enlightenment. We are here in order to experience fulfillment because that is something practical that we can actually do and we can actually use this tool to experience that in our lives right now. And then as you experience fulfillment, then you become that fertile ground for God to reach and open the door and say, here is enlightenment. But at that point, you don't even fucking need it because you are fulfilled and you're like, okay, well, I'll go and check it out. And you're like, whoa, but you know, it, it's it's an after afterthought. It's like okay, you're done with this adventure on this physical realm of time and space. Let's go to the next adventure, right? And this is where I really go hammer into this what's evolving beyond evolution. You know, we're um kind of like that. The word, the way that uh, Richard Rudd uses this word is only limited to humanity. He's he's saying, oh well, evolution belongs to humanity, and and once humanity's you know, once you're done with humanity, evolution is over. I disagree with that. I think that uh, obviously words are incredibly useless, but I think that that word keeps going because it's um, there is no end to life and the expression of life. And, and no matter what, you know, how much we can say, well, there's the ending of this. You know, once you become enlightened, there's nothing else to do. Fuck that, you know. I disagree with that. And you know why? Because I have actually listened to Ascended Master talk about what's the other side. And so it's very different. You know, when you actually meet an Ascended Master, that's the, the changes. And they all say something similar, you know, several of them. So, you know, there's a difference between, um, I'm not saying that it's the truth, but that's, you know, it makes you think, really contemplate different, you know. Evolution keeps going. It doesn't end just because that's as far as, you know, nihilistic mind can't see. You know, there is no nothing. There's no purpose. That's the, Enlightenment is the end of life. No, it's not. Um, so, but on that page, episode 256, listen to that episode, that a podcast, and I'll get you started with how to use this tool. And on that page, you'll see charts, you'll see a video, you'll see another podcast, you'll see an index of the 780 episodes we have here that we go over all this stuff. The whole point of this is that you established your own connection to God, to the universe, to whatever you want to fucking call it, your higher self, your ascended master self, you know, your Christ within and get and download that information yourself directly from the source. Um, and we use that through the art of contemplation and contemplating each one of these jinkies. You start with your hologenetic profile with your 11 jinkies. And that is the beginning. I call it the foyer of the house, right? The starting of the journey. And eventually you're going to go through all of these 64 and you'll realize that there's the whole thing is just one jinky. And it's the movement from fear to love to enlightenment, right? To allow that surrender because you found the true expression of the unique self-expression of God through you. And now you found the doorway back home in the present so all of that information is there. If you want to learn more about Planet Homemaking, join.tv. You want to learn more about me, about Planet Pearl Planet, click on the About tab, listen to Episode 1, the purpose of this brand, all of this stuff we're doing here is to uh, bring this 
information to people so that they are capable of making physical, educated decisions right now in their lives because we have reached a point in our evolution where mind control has become so perfected that you cannot differentiate it from the truth anymore. And so people are making decisions that are killing them right now. And, uh, and it's very, very sad, but it's also an awakening. We're going through an awakening of consciousness. In order for people to wake up, they have to, you know, a lot of people, I'd rather have a tap on the shoulder and say, hey, motherfucker, wake up. I'm like, okay, okay, give me some coffee. You know, instead of fucking kick on the teeth and then now you have no mouth, no, te- no teeth, you're like, what happened here? Motherfucker, wake it fuck up. They're killing everybody here. And you're just fucking, you know, watching the fucking, you know, YouTube videos. Right? And and where when you understand, you know, why inflation is, you know, escalating as years go by, you go like, well, you know, I, I keep my money in my savings account. Now it's worth shit. Does, do you even need money? We're talking about enlightenment, God, and all of that stuff, but you still got to pay the rent or the mortgage, you know, and put food on the table for your children. How's that going to happen when they fire you in your job because you didn't decide to take the vaccine that they pull out of the ass in 20 minutes, right? And now you are, you know, you're just saying things you shouldn't be saying. Right now they deplatform you from social media because you are spreading disinformation. And you see all the um, the lawsuits that are going right now against the Department of Justice because people have lost their children and their mothers and their parents and their brothers and their sisters, and they're all full with uh, you know adverse reactive effects for all these. Bi- it's a bioweapon, genetic bioweapon. So it's very important that you learn that you have choices, and these choices are the free will that God has given you to put your attention wherever the fuck you want to, and keep it there, and nobody's gonna come and move it. You command your attention. This is your divine gift. And so that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants your attention. Why? Ask yourself, why do they want my attention? Because attention is power. And if you command your attention, your life unfolds in a completely different way. You know, like, well, that sounds like bullshit and it's coming your way. And you go, well, you know what? I am not going to go that path. I'm going to fire you from your job if you don't do this that I'm telling you to do. All right. And this is this leap of faith of the hero's journey, right? When you are like fucking the edge and you got to pay for your kids and the mortgage is up on you and you go like, let's, let's, let's dance, you know, baby. And this is where the true journey begins. This is why we're here. We are not here to become, you know, statistics on a list with a, you know, the white picket fence and the, you know, 2.1 children, you know, we are not here to, to, to be safe. We are adventurers, explorers of the unknown. We're epic, glorious beings, right? And we are here because God is here. So you are never alone. And this is why we're doing here on that page and the about page of TV at the bottom. You'll see a resources section with videos that explains what is the art of subversion, what is mass formation psychosis? What is this uh, international um, you know, push to create the central bank digital currency? Um, and all of this gibberish. Because the more we become aware of this, which is the manifestation of the unconsciousness of people, the lack of people to deal with their own shadow, their own fears. You gotta look, you gotta look at your fears in, your, in the face. Call it by its name. Right. If we don't do that, then they grow into these monsters and then they're going to eat you while you're sleeping and, you know, spit your bones. And yes, of course, we're going to come back in another lifetime. But, you know, are you when now you don't die because your whole body is cybernetic and, and you know, your consciousness is inside of a server? Right. How long are you going to stay there? You think that all of this sci-fi that is coming out is just stories? These are all timelines. 
Where and how are we choosing our evolution? Are you going to evolve your genetic biomachine through the divine light of creation, through consciousness itself? Or are you going to allow some asshole that you don't even know to come and inject you with shit you don't even know what's about to change your DNA? Right? Oh, well, you got to trust the world. No, fuck that. You know? Trust your heart. Trust your intuition. Learn how to listen to your internal gut sonar. We gave, God gave us that for a reason. Right? So it's not about being ignorant and naive, but about evolving and being strong enough to stand our ground and command our attention. This is the future we're creating right now, and we're choosing it. Specifically with every single step, every single decision we do. So that's the purpose of this brand. But let's um let's dive into the second part of this city of superabundance. Like I always said, every time we go into these cities, these divine gifts, uh, we're looking at God. And the end we're looking at the door to, to the kingdom of heaven, which is so beautiful. But uh, and it's great that we look at that because we create this line, this 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 um, connection where we are we are we are um, choosing to narrow our choice of timeline so that we are going home, and it's putting us on the right track, which is this is incredibly valuable. But don't lose track of what's important, which is being here, right? So the city of superabundance is perhaps not quite as glamorous as it sounds. Material abound, abundance is far, it's, it occurs at the gift level. And at that level, there's still a basic interest in personal destiny and the destiny of others. And this is because, um, you know, and I've seen this, you know, I've, I've experienced this myself. Because this is a video game, right? We're here in a story. This is um, um, this is a book, a, a movie, a, a theater, right? So when you go back to the source and you dissolve, there's no longer the personality, body, mind, consciousness, right? You come and look at this and you go like, wow, that's... Um, it's like you feel when you come out of a movie, of the theater. I mean, you might have been feeling all the emotions and the drama of the story and how the music is really pumping you, but it's a ride. You're going out and now you're just, you know, you're going to eat tacos and you're hanging out with your friends, you know. It's, you're, not, you're not like freaking out that the hero is about to fall off the cliff anymore, right? So you're detached. And that does happen every time we return back back to the, you know, the underlying train station, right? If you want to call it, not in the in the Yellowstone metaphor, but in the Harry Potter metaphor. Um, so, um, yeah. So you don't care about your destiny or the destiny of others because that's the shit that the, the personality is, is concerned with. Destiny, right? Ultimately, you know that you're God. That God is you, and you, God is everyone, and we're really just expanding forever. It's not like anything's going to stop us. So you're not worried about that. The energy of bhakti, of giving to others, creates a huge upsurge in the collective energy field. I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it collective energy field. I called it God, which there's all sorts of be beneficent energies to return to you. This is, we're just talking about basic cause and effect. You are in the vibration of giving. You are, you become the giver. And so at that stage, you, you give to yourself because you are the giver, right? So there's no, that is why everything is so important. You cannot become something. The moment you put time into something, you're putting the, the thing itself you are struggling. You are working towards something. And you will be until you realize that you don't have to. It's all about becoming the specific frequency. In this case, is giving. If you're, you are giving and you, you have, then you have. And obviously, the universe magnetizes and reflects that 
in everything that happens. So it's just the nature of how cause and effect works, right? The law of cause and effect. Um, so in this respect, you, we could say that the 53rd gift conceals the ultimate secret of material abundance. And it does. And it's not a secret. It's just, you know, and it is not just the, the 53rd jink. It's all of the gift. Every time we surrender to love, which is giving of that light that you're downloading, becoming the funnel for God, then we are abundance, right? So it's, it's on, and it's beautiful when you start seeing, that's why this whole thing is hologenetic, meaning that when you penetrate whatever in your contemplation, in your awareness, in your consciousness, um, connection with the source, and you enter into and download one of these jinkies, it opens up to all of them, because they're the same. We're just, uh, it's a trick. This whole jinkies thing is a trick to get you to put your attention on this concept so that you can get it yourself. Um, so, um, so at the civic level, our identif identification with our body, our destiny and self, and I, I'm here, I'm going to, you know, take this self out of context because this is what we, yesterday we were talking about what Buddha considers the self. In my opinion, the Buddha is talking about the personality, your, you know, I am this, right? But when you're talking about from the place of, um, of, of limited expression, um, then it is a personality. But when it's from the individual, which is the unique light of creation that's landing from you, I am is the key for the keyword for commanding the universe. So from that place, I am is. It transcends time. You're you're connecting to the. This is the ultimate magic. If you want, if we're going to talk about magic. I am from the individual, not from the personality, because the personality fears and 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 still waits. I am is law, and so it's a very different thing. So from this, but but you know. When you are past the video game, the, the story, the movie, it doesn't even matter. Because you are, because I am, because it's not something that you need to prove. You are not in lack. You're not like, well, I am abundant. You know, it's like saying, you know, I, I have a hand. If you have hands, because if you don't have hands, then that's a different thing. You know, it's like, it's yes, I'm abundant. It's not like, a, it's not a big deal. The moment it is a big deal, then it is not. You see, it is not real. When something is, it just is. It's not like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this, it's fun, it's great. But it's not this big fucking deal. Anything that becomes a big deal, it is the personality. That's when you recognize the personality. So, um, right, so the civic level... The identification with the body, the destiny, and the personality totally dissolves. And um, and I, I don't necessarily agree with that because the city, the way I, I see the city, the city is the sixth seal. It's a gate. It's a door. And and you see it on these gurus that stay there in the city state for a whole lifetime. And then they're like telling their stories to all their you know followers. This isn't the dissolution. This is the, the realization of God. And then when you dissolve, you truly dissolve. And then you're gone. And when you're gone, you know, where, where do you go? To another adventure. Right? So um, it leaves. And then here it is. It doesn't leave you. Because you say it leaves you in a mystical state of pure emptiness, emptiness and availability. This is the kind of head trip that I was talking about. Richard Rohr starts head tripping about this shit. It's not like that. Even though he had his experience of, you know, God. It's not like that because there's still you, right? And as long as there's still you, there's still the personality. So it's not... It's not that it leaves you, the city leaves you in a mystical state of pure emptiness and availability. The personality dissolves into what is, which is the source of life, the container. 
and you could you could you know kind of and this is why these words are incredibly useless you could describe it as emptiness and availability a container for life right but it is just life it's just god so superabundance in many ways is closer to the concept of emptiness it is a place where there is no further expansion because there is no evolution and here is the kind of like this is the head trip right here to, to talk about this stuff from out here, um, you come up with stuff like this, you know? There is no evolution. <laughs> and it's like saying, it's, it's like saying that this kind of stuff, if I'm going to put it into an example, it's like saying that only humans exist in the universe. It's like saying that humanity and planet Earth is the only thing that's out there. Well, you know, just because we've realized the city, now there's no evolution. And we did talk about this on our on the first episode on this on this Jinky 53 evolving beyond evolution. So if you want to go back to that one, I really dive into this specific very specific concept on that one. So if you're identified with the form of the world, you're identified with change. Because all life is programmed to evolve. But the question is, who is you or the you that he's talking about here? This is why this is confusing, because he merges the individual with the personality. And when you do that, you get this muddy concept that you cannot really work from. You cannot use this stuff. And then again, we're talking about the city, so it's not like it, it, it makes any difference. <laughs> what are we going to do? We're going to use this to get enlightened, right? <laughs> so um, I would say when the personality identifies with the form of the world, because you cannot identify with the form of the world because you're the one who is giving it form with your attention. Because you choose, the individual chooses to contemplate, put your attention somewhere. You are the form giver. God through you is the form giver. You're giving it shape because you con you're commanding attention, right? So who's identified with the form? That personality, not you, right? And so the personality is not identified with change. Whenever we're talking about identifying yourself with something, that's personality head trip. Personality identifies that word. Kids are always looking for recognition, you know, and if they're not now, they're going to become gay, you know, and it's like, why? Because they want attention, you know, I mean, how is your better way? I'm so special and I have fucking green, green hair now. Look at me. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with green hair or being gay. I'm saying that everybody wants attention because they haven't realized that the attention of God is already within you. When you realize that you're so loved by God and the full attention of God is within you, you don't need the fucking attention of all these people that are lost out here. They're also God, but God bless them. You know, they're fucking lost. Why would you want their attention? You got the attention of God. And so this is the kind of crap that the personality does. And it's head tripping on this shit all the time. So no, the personality is not identified with change. Change is the nature of reality. Even beyond enlightenment and the city and all of the 64 games of, you know, of these jinkies, there will be evolution. It might be called a different word. Maybe the word, you know, at that point, words are so useless that evolution, the word evolution becomes useless too. But there's always expansion. This expansion from this gift keeps going through that superabundance and it ripples into eternity forever and ever. And the way that it goes, in my opinion, because this is, again, we're just, you know, jacking off here with our fucking philosophy. We don't fucking know shit. But as I have contemplated, it goes to a superabundance that expands beyond time and space into a realm where there's something else. It's beyond time and space. And it keeps going because you cannot stop God. God is not going to just sit down and be consciousness for all eternity. Otherwise, we wouldn't have life. Right? Why would God chose, choose to be here when he can just be? You know, the consciousness, the container of all of life. I am here forever. Simultaneously, what all of this stuff that we're experiencing here is happening. But the question is, why? 
Why? Because that's what life is. Life is the expansion forever. So I don't agree that there's an ending to uh, evolution. But then again, we're just, you know, yibby-jabbing here, <laughs> looking at stuff from the outside. Um, I think, I guess it's about really go talk talk to an ascended master. Go listen to an ascended master that can transfigure their body into light. And then, you know, then you can actually, you know, say, well, maybe I don't really fucking know anything. Um so all life is programmed to evolve. And now we're going back to physicality, uh, genetic programming. We're saying that life is physical, so it's programmed to evolve. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that's wrong, because maybe this entire multiverse, the programming of this multiverse is specifically so that it evolves. And I don't disagree with that. That's why we have fractals that are expanding from the beginning of the multiverse. They keep going into the future. And simultaneously, because time doesn't exist, the entire thing is just, it just happens in a moment. Boom. The entire multiverse was created and destroyed. All the possible combinations of the building blocks of reality came together. And now we're just seeing kind of that moment in slow motion as we go through these lifetimes, experiencing all the possible angles of these combinations of these blocks of reality. And, and, and we go, wow, and we have a ride because that's why you go see movies, right? You, you want to have the ride. It's not like, OK, let's go to the end of it and that's it. You know, what's the point of that? So the 51st, 53rd city, uh, humankind is both a being and a becoming. And I go beyond humankind. You know, I would say all of the shards of the light of God that have manifested the entities that are experiencing life throughout the entire multiverse are both being and becoming simultaneously. I totally agree with that. The form endlessly evolves and expands, but the consciousness never changes. And so, you know, this is like stating the obvious, right? Like consciousness never changes, but the form is evolving. Who gives a fuck? This is a kind of philosophical jibby-jabby that you start coming up when you need to write a fucking city. Uh, talk, talk about the city. Okay, the form is evolving endlessly and expanding, but the consciousness never changes. It's like saying, you know, um, pink is pink, right? Or, you know... I, I, you, you wake up in the morning or you drink water. I don't know. It's like, it's like stating the obvious, right? So humans have identified with the instrument of our, our awareness, which expands according to the laws of evolution. And again, this is a problem here because he's missing a piece of the puzzle. When he's talking about humans, he's blending the individual with the personality. So he comes up with stuff like this, right? We humans have identified with the instrument of our awareness. Okay? Well, what does that, what's the purpose of that sentence? Right? The personality. It's head tripping about stuff. Right? But what is awareness? And that's, that is the individual. Awareness is the individual. Now he says it's all God and it is God. But it's also the individual awareness of God through you, right? And it expands according to the laws of evolution. And we say, yes, there's laws of evolution in this multiverse. But maybe the laws of uh, evolution uh, exist in another realm that it goes beyond anything we can imagine. Because if we can imagine something that has no time or space and still is as expansive as, as this multiverse or more, what does that even mean, Right? So we are entering an evolutionary phase in which human awareness is ready to make a quantum leap in terms of expansion. I think that we're just always been there. It's not like, oh, we suddenly have arrived to the place of our evolution. I think that it is definitely, as a civilization, we are at a pivotal point where we need to wake the fuck up. And we are waking up. And so, yes, I agree that we're making a leap. Uh, but at the same time, we've always been making leaps. You know, I mean, if you go back to the time of Jesus, Jesus was the greatest revolution. Buddha was the greatest revolution. You know, you keep going back and you got, you know, you go to the Hindus and the Ramayana and the, you know, Vimanas. 
It's it's how do we remember history? It's all about that. Who wrote the history? But we've always been making these quantum leaps because that's the point of life, you know, to experience it, to have the adventure. But even though awareness may expand, consciousness does not expand since it's already everywhere and everything and every every and even everyone. So basically, he's talking about God being everything, and then um, you know, awareness would be the individual self-expression, the individual expansion of God. Um, so yeah, that's what life is. So beneath the form, consciousness never changes or evolves or expands or contracts. It simply is. Um, and this is the interesting thing, you know, thinking about the city is thinking about, in, in the words of Richard Rudd, is contemplating becoming nothing, returning to nothing and just be nothing. But I think that's... Uh, I think that doesn't exist. I, I and thinking is not the right word. I, 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 I know, in within my being that that doesn't exist. You know, you go back, but how you see it from here is not how it is when you go back. When you go back, it's another experience, and you say, "Oh well, you know, life is not expanding or contracting." It's because from here we see linear reality, one just like we read a book, one word after the next one. But when you return to it's like when you when you're dreaming and you wake up and you started reprogramming yourself to fit within this reality. Oh, I am, you know, Bifanio and I'm here and, and you and you kinda remember the laws and the rules of the world that you were in, and suddenly you start forgetting. But you were in a realm where you Definitely were somebody and the people there knew you, but it wasn't this you that you're here. And there might have been things that you did there that, you know, here would violate the laws of physics. But it was absolutely righteous and right on when you were there and you were doing those that stuff. So it's like that, you know, that is why talking about this stuff and making assert, assertions about how this thing is, it's a mental masturbation. So superabundance refers to the concept beyond abundance, a space in which life is witnessed impassably by life. Really? Life is witnessed impassively by life, Right? And that is something that we're actually aspiring to be, right? I think that that's, again, that's looking at life at this state of evolution from here. And so what you're just looking, you're the looker without, without time. That's just, just there forever, right? No, because we're talking about simultaneity. It is not the looking, but the looking and the doing simultaneously. And that's the beauty of it. This realizing, and again, this this is my own mental masturbation, right? This is my own philosophical opinion. The realization of this and this ascetic state is the realization of all simultaneous. So it's not just the underlying container of reality. But it's the container with the entire movie going on simultaneously. And not just one, but the infinite combinations of all. To be aware of all possible and all, because it's all simultaneously, all choices of every single entity within the entire multiverse simultaneously. Now that's a whole other level of watching a movie. Because you're not just watching one succession of events in linear Motion. You're seeing all possible combinations of every single decision of every single entity in the entire multiverse. Right? And being it simultaneously. It isn't an impassive. I guess I guess you could say it's impassive because in order to handle that much information, you need to be really chill. Otherwise it goes crazy. This is what happens that you know to people that take ayahuasca and, and LSD and then suddenly they have these experiences and they're freaking out. Because you cannot be there and have any hint of control. You are the the witnesser 
and the experiencer simultaneously of all possibilities. And then on that, it builds another adventure. What is it? That is, you know, you need to be humble enough to realize that you'll see it when you'll see it. To talk about this stuff is useless. To contemplate this stuff is beautiful, but it's philosophy, right? What's the point of this? So at the gift level, one writes the currents of evolution, which is always exciting and thrilling because you are at the cutting edge of awareness. You know, you could say, oh, you are. But then again, who is you? The personality. At the civic level, all excitement and he says responsibility are gone. I disagree with that because at that point you are literally the universe. You are the response. You become responsibility itself. Not that because you're going to be in that position, you're going to be responsible for anything because you are all the possibilities simultaneously. So it's not like you have to be babysitting anybody, but you are the container. So there is no longer an edge since all is experienced as a game in time and space. And then again, it's the same thing, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, you just walk out of the theater and now you're eating tacos. So, so what? But it isn't that, it's that end, that which exists uh, beyond time and space, because the adventure continues. So there is no, um, there is no personal comment anymore. And then again, what does he mean by personal comment? I would say there is no comment of the personality. I would re, I would rewrite this thing. There is no interest in destiny or revolution or expansion since all such concepts are seen for what they are. Places of identification which conceal the truth. And, and, you know, what he's saying is just the dissolution of the personality that is concealing the truth. What is the truth? We're watching a fucking movie and then you're going to have tacos. <laughs> it is here in the 53rd city that we find the allegorical meaning of rebirth. You cannot take another birth because you realize that you have never been born. Okay. The mind is no longer following the arc of evolution. The mind, and then again, but finally rests in its true nature as superabundant being. All of this stuff is jibby-jabby. All right? You know, you're trying to explain something that is beyond humanity. But you're missing an element in order to properly express this sentence. This whole thing is jibi-jabi-jubu-jubu. Because it's missing the, the, the distinction between the personality and the individual. You cannot explain this properly like this. Because when you're talking about you, he's blending the personality with the individual. Right? You. And, and what is that? That doesn't even exist. You know? So it's 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 a confused state of of being, and so you're looking at this thing, and now you you're never being born, you know. I mean, he's making statements of the beginning of time, and and then realizing that time doesn't exist, so you've never been born because time never existed, and so since that didn't exist, then all incarnations didn't exist in either, so there's just life. But the question is, why? Why would you contemplate this? Right? This is, this is, that's, that's important. So the city, the 53rd city kills beginnings and kill endings. Okay. They bring a name to the paradox of human cycles. And that's exactly what I was talking about, right? Superabundance is a space beyond frequency, but we can only describe it as a very high frequency at which there is nothing left to do in the world. The 53rd city represents the state beyond and behind awareness known as pure consciousness. Therefore, it can be said that consciousness in action manifests as expansion and evolution, whereas consciousness at rest is the true underlying nature of everything. And, and then again, what is the purpose of contemplating this from where we are? What is he going to serve you right now? Right? Okay. Well, you know, consciousness in action. What does that even fucking mean? Consciousness at rest. Oh, consciousness at rest. 
Consciousness in action, consciousness and rest. And here's, I cannot, if, if I were to translate it, I would say consciousness in action is all of us, the entities in the entire multiverse. That's God observing and experiencing reality. Consciousness at rest is the subatomic quantum field holding everything. So he's just describing the water here. You know, he's just describing what things are. So, um, this jinky involves the gradual expansion of human awareness. And again, what is this human awareness? I would say the gradual expansion of um, the bio-machine or, or our experience of the bio-machine in order to transmute it so that it can hold more frequency, more consciousness, right? At a certain point, we let go of seeking as the awareness inside expands outside the form. So um, we can, we are, we have more awareness, uh, and so the body cannot handle the awareness. So the body has to um, rise in consciousness, rise in genetic material, so that it can hold that much more light. Um, so um, up to this point, expansion has been gradual, although it often makes small leaps and forays into higher states. At this final final stage, the stage known as realization or enlightenment, the great and final leap occurs. It is shock, a shocking leap into pure consciousness and the end of evolution itself. You know what? All of that stuff, that is mental masturbation philosophy, jibi-jabi-jobo. When you look at that and you contemplate that stuff and you go like, we can talk about that shit until the cows come home. But talking means nothing. When you experience, you have your own experience of life. That is real. And you can hear it when somebody tells you a story of how they lived through, through something. There is a weight. You can feel that weight. It's not fluffy jibi-jabi-yubu. You know, what is the end of evolution itself? He doesn't fucking know what the end of evolution is. He's speculating. Or uh, he's just using the words in a limited way. You know, maybe um, they called evolution after evolution a different word. The one thing that I, and my, this is my opinion, I would say this is my own jibi-jabi, right? Is that... Um, you cannot talk about the city in words. So everything that we talk about the cities is jibi jibi jabi jubu jubu. Because <laughs> words don't mean the experience. And we're looking at it from the outside. When you hear, and I have heard them. When you hear a master, a full-blown master talking about the experience... It, it, your body, your cellular structure vibrate like strings in a guitar. You're like, fuck. It's a whole other fucking level because it's truth, right? It isn't philosophy. And so if we can look at, at you know, stuff like this, remember when you contemplate these cities, use them to build your line into the manifestation of your ascension timeline. Don't get lost in the philosophy. Because all of this stuff is, you know, I mean, particularly this jinky that I've really hammered. Because um, now I see the missing piece in the teaching of Richard on these jinkies. He uh, blends the personality with the individual and... And that is a huge, um, huge um, missing piece of the puzzle. You cannot really have the full picture unless you separate those things. If you're trying to explain something and your explanation involves an amalgamation of the personality and the individual, the end result is it's a, 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 a half-finished melange that doesn't really serves you. It will confuse you more.
because now you're lost here as a lost human in a lost body, in a lost genetic structure, struggling and fighting to find your way out instead of the truth, which is you're a divine, glorious, epic being on an epic adventure, right? You see the fucking difference? I'm just, you know, a blob of, of matter here, of, of meat, you know, trying to, you know, evolve. That's, you know, at the very core, a very atheistic view, right? I'm just a blob of meat. And when the blob is dead, then I'm nothing. I go back to consciousness. And then consciousness returns as karma, finding another body, right? But you're gone. And you know, oh, you're, you're saying that because you're afraid of losing your individuality. I couldn't give three fucks, you know. I could die tomorrow and all of this is, you know, head trips. And then you're dead. Big fucking deal. But when you do your research and you understand and you do your contemplation, you have your experiences. There's things that you will know. And it feels and it, and it has weight when you know something, you have your own experience. I know we are not lost souls or, or, or you know, fractals in these meat puppets, you know, just, you know, huddling together that next evolutionary step, and, you know, putting together the genetic point so that we can have a better vehicle. No, we are royalty. We are divine beings and we are not. Beings, ultimately, we're just one thing so advanced that simultaneously is experiencing life in the entire multiverse, untold worlds and universes. And you are every single one of them. And I am every single one of them. And you say, well, maybe you want to believe that because you are megalomaniac or you just want to feel like you are, you know, this big thing. Who gives a fuck what I believe? Would you die for me? Would I die for you? That's the only thing that matters at the end of the point. You know, everybody has the right to be head-tripping about whatever the fuck they want to be head-tripping. Is your life better? Are you happier? Do you give more love? Do you experience more love? Does the philosophy, the head-tripping, job making you happy? Is your life better? That's the kind of stuff that matters ultimately at the end of the day. Who are you now here? And so um, whenever you contemplate these cities, whenever I contemplate these cities, I like to see this as me strengthening my timeline of ascension and getting downloading these beautiful glittering gifts of God. But I don't attempt to um, um, assert that whatever my contemplation is the truth because I'm contemplating from the outside. I'm not enlightened. And, and I mean enlightened in the, point, in the, in the sense of six, six seal opening towards the seven seal transmutation of electromagnetic frequency to the point that it Transmute matter into, you know, high frequency light and take the body with you. And when I, when I get there, I will get there. And then I will know. And then you, it's like you understand, you know, it's like, you know, you could be thinking about flying an airplane. But, you know, before you start thinking about actual flying, you have to study how to fly the damn thing. And then at some point you do your, you know, training on the simulator. And I mean, one day you're going to fly that plane. But you enjoy every single aspect of the journey. And I see that a lot in a lot of people, you know, they get lost in this need for power and superpowers and, and enlightenment and, and all of this shit. Does it make your life better? Always come that, come back down to that. Otherwise, you're just jibby-jabbing on mental masturbation, head-tripping, philosophical bullshit. Don't get stuck on that. And I say that because I did that, and then your life is sad. Your life gets more sad and more sad because the truth is that you're not there. 
And you see that every day. And I know people, man, I've seen these people where they're just so stuck in this huge philosophical things and their life sucks and they're sad as fuck. But they're, you know, enlightened. <laughs> anyway, so let's just cut it off there. Um, and this is the end of this Jinky 53. And uh, next episode, we're going to be diving into the programming partner of this Jinky 53, which is Jinky 54. The shadow of greed moves through the gift of aspiration all the way to the city of ascension, right? Because now we're talking about ascension. And it's so funny that these two go together. Ascension and superabundant expansion and aspiration. We're looking we're looking, looking at this incredible lifetime, right? This incredible ascension timeline. And because we're looking at it, we are manifesting it. So um, if you if you go to Jorn.tv, that's J-O-U-R-N.tv. That's the homepage of the podcast. There you can see um, uh, all of, that's the homepage of the podcast. You can see everything. And there's uh, you can find the podcast on every podcast app out there. Um, you, you just um, you know search on your um, app for Planet Homemaking, or just go to Jorn.tv and you'll see the links on every uh, on every page. If you click on the Pioneers of the Great Awakening, these are uh, guests that we've had, and we're gonna have more now. Um, they share with us their journey through their dark now the soul, and then coming out the other end um, um, with with a gift, and which is love. And now they are experiencing that in their life, bringing that forth. Um, and these are also on video and audio, and you can find them all there. You can also see them on our Rumble channel. If you click on the bottom uh, right support button, uh, bottom right corner of join.tv, there's a support button. There's all our social media there. And if you want help understanding and using this tool, these jinkies, we have coaching programs for that. And we have a coaching program specifically for people that are stuck in the dark night of the soul and one for helping people align every single aspect of their lives with their deepest spiritual purpose. We have called that, that a life design and all of that is there and you can find that all there. Um, we're going to come next week with a new podcast. We're doing now a Monday through Thursday podcast episodes and we're going to get um, some of these interviews this you know, guests that are going to be coming uh, pretty soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is Planet Homemaking Podcast, and I wish you a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.